Hello and welcome to the Kingdom Builders podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kim. I'm Christine. <laughs> I'm Joshua. Welcome, everybody. What are we talking about today, guys? We're continuing the conversation on multidimensional living. We started it last time, had a few other people on, but we really wanted to dive a bit deeper into it today. Awesome. Well, I wasn't on last time, so you guys need to kick us off. One of you. I should have listened to the last episode in preparation for this one. I know it was a month ago. But you didn't, did you? I did not. (laughs) All right. Well, start us off anyway, will you, Josh? Sure. I think, you know, we are multidimensional beings. That's how we were created. The Bible says that we're currently seated in heavenly places. Um, And I think it's just a growing in the awareness of what that really means, what that looks like in your day-to-day life, um, and how to grow in that um, so that you can truly function from heaven to earth. So last time, did you guys talk about, um, I guess here's what I think of when I think of multidimensional living, I think of um, the different parts of us, uh, like me, okay? I'm going to think of the different parts of me, maybe my spirit, my soul, my body, but then I'm also going to think of like, are there fragments in my soul? Are there these different parts of me that are coming out um, or need to be merged together? You know, um, I think of that. And then I also think of um, different timelines and dimensions in the multiverse. And I think of um, the realms of heaven and all of these different things. And so I guess, I don't know what you talked about or any of that, but that's kind of what I think about. And I didn't know if you guys had already talked about these things. I think we touched a little bit on maybe some of the realms or dimensions, but we didn't get too much into um, fragmentation or timelines. True. I would, I would actually love it if we could talk about a fragment versus a facet. Could we dive into that in regard to multidimensional, multidimensional living? Sure. So what does that mean to you, Kim? Well, you had mentioned fragments of one's soul. So like these different parts of their soul that come out that are just essentially fragments. They're separations from probably a true being or who they're actually supposed to be. But from my experience in the heavenlies and um, really through my relationship with the Lord, I've had a lot of different parts of my identity be brought forth that are almost like completely different beings in different dimensions. Yeah. For instance, I operate one of the big pieces of my identity is as a mother, and that comes out a lot. Um, it comes out a lot here through mercy, here being um, the earth realm, whatever you call this realm that we're in. It comes out a lot while I'm ministering to people in the heavenlies and kind of other times as well. 
But there are other parts too. I have a part of me that is a high priest that only comes out at some times. I have another part of me that is this big, giant, blue, water, I don't know what you would call it, carrier of living water, right? Kind of this water being. And that comes out in completely different times too. But I would call those... um, facets as opposed to fragments. So it's not separated pieces of me. These are, these are facets that the Lord has given me in way. And I operate in them as I'm reflecting him through those different facets. Does that make sense? Total. I think that's a really good way of putting it is just that a, a facet of you is kind of just a different view of the same being, mm-hmm. whereas a fragment, you know, is is a piece of you that is detached, that is not a part of the whole. And, you know, I think a lot of the people who we work with in ministry um, who have dealt with fragments, whether it be soul fragments or spirit fragments, I mean, a lot of that comes through trauma or just sometimes things from birth that that just cause separation within who you are. And as part of being aware of multidimensional living, sometimes you realize that you're missing pieces or sometimes you just encounter pieces that you didn't know were missing. And uh, it's, it's, it's that reconciliation of those fragments back into the whole so that you're functioning as a whole complete entity rather than, um, you know, a broken one. Good word. I think that's really interesting. I know that just as we see when we engage the heavenly realms, there are different realms, there are different dimensions in the heavens. Honestly, it's hard to even describe the difference between the two. I think a realm is a bigger part. (laughs) I guess there are dimensions within realms. Um, but it's the same thing for um, even the fragments. So just as we see that with the different facets of our spirits or whatever, um, we can see that in the fragmentation as well, where there are dimensions within us um, and places that we, I guess they have kind of split off and not in a good way. So there there's something to be said about the awesomeness and the vastness of Yahweh and all that he has created and how there can be so many different realms and dimensions that we don't even know how many there are. They're always expanding. But at the same time, in this, um, if we talk about the natural, um, what he's created on the earth, there's something that is he's wanting everything to come back together into unity that has been fragmented. And so there's this expansion of the facets, I guess. And then there is a compression of the fragments to bring everything back together that has to happen. And so I think that there's a discovery that happens with the facets that's really cool. We just, the more we engage the Lord, the more we start to see who we truly are and see how we function in different realms and dimensions. And I 
at least for me, that's never ended. I am always discovering something new. And as soon as I think I know it all, then I go, Hey, is there something else I don't know? And he opens up something gigantic and I'm like, Whoa, crap. And so, you know, always there's more, but then I have had the same kind of experience with the fragments, sadly too. I mean, I'm like, I'm totally fine. There's no problem. And then he shows me, I have a fragment that was hidden deep down that never did I see or think of. And then he brings me into healing for that stuff. And I think one of the things that, I don't know, I guess I'm still learning. I've learned it, but I need to always be reminded is that the pursuing of these things should never stop. That it's, you know, I always need to pursue more of who I am in him. I always need to pursue my healing as well in in this in this part, you know, as soon as we think we have it all, we have to keep going. Mm-hmm. I think there's something so beautiful in what you just said that you always have to keep pursuing who I am. But I think what I don't know that you meant to say it like that, but I think the beauty in it is that he is the I am. Right. And so in the continual pursuit of him, you are continually having more of him revealed in you. Yes. And it's this beautiful unity and oneness that really comes together. And so it's not just your identity. This is who you are as yourself. Mm-hmm. It is, this is who you are in him because- I am and he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just is. I think that's a beautiful thing. Even just the name I am is a wonderful invitation to continue exploring and to continue going deeper and because it it's never ending. It's you know, he didn't stop it didn't he didn't stop and say I am this. He just said I am. And so you're looking in all these different places and you're seeing I am and you're as you continue to to look for yourself for your your healing in yourself then you see more pieces of him and it's just a really great um kind of an invitation within that name to continue searching and to continue expanding. Mhm. For sure. You know, one of the things when I was first engaging um, the heavenlies and learning, well, just a ton, you know, when you don't know the culture of heaven and you're just like, what? Everything's so mind blowing at first because you're just like, what does this mean? How is this happening? And I remember I was, um, I was shown a new part of who I was and I was shown that I, um, like he took me, long story short, sat me on this certain court, um, on this bench in this court, in one of the courts of heaven. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to get anything done in the earth because I have to focus. I'm going to, this is a lot of work. This is what I'm thinking is like, this is a big job. I'm not going to be able to do anything else. And it was my first, now I look back and go, well, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> you didn't know that you could, you know, live in different dimensions at the same time. And you didn't understand that you could function there and function here and function in 500 other places at the same time. And 
now, after all of this time, I realize I don't have to see that for it to be existing and for me to be functioning in that. If it's part of who I am, it's what I'm going to be doing or being or whatever, right? And so I can be a million different, and it's not beings because it's all me, but yeah, a million different facets of the same being and I will look different. And the coolest thing that I've noticed um, when I'm engaging with other people, I like I can see Kim in different realms. And even if it's the first time I've ever seen her in a certain place, she's always recognizable to me in my spirit, even if I haven't seen her like that. You know what I mean? And I go, oh, no, that's Kim. <laughs> and it's easy to, to know who the spirit is because your spirit already fellowships with that spirit. Yeah. And so we are all you can recognize yourself. You can recognize each other in different realms and not wonder, wait, why am I looking like this? Or why is he looking like that? Who is that person? You can always know. And I think that that's kind of cool. I have enjoyed seeing into other dimensions of and different timelines in, uh, well, in different times that the Lord reveals it and knowing that I'm that person and that that's another person that I've seen, like, like I've seen Josh in another realm. He doesn't look the same. He actually looks kind of similar, but not the same um, as he does in this dimension. And I can still recognize him and know that that's him, even though it's a different dimension. I think it's kind of cool to see how God just does that with us and, and we never have to step out of who we are, you know, to live in these different places. When you were talking about the time investment to to do some of that, and I think early on while you're learning, sometimes there is a time investment that, you know, where you need to to focus there. But I also think often that's where we experience a lot of time miracles. And there's a lot of people who will share uh, encounters in heaven where they will spend hours, weeks, months, years, even, and then when they uh, when their consciousness arrives back to their this body, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it was five minutes or ten minutes or something here, and so I think that happens a lot as well. Yeah. I think the probably the total picture of maturity is just a constant um, ability to be aware of where you are all the time instead of focusing in one place and then focusing on earth, but rather just having an awareness that you are functioning in all these different places, because I think our brain is capable of handling that. It just is something that we've never trained it to do. Right. I agree with that. So do you guys have any experiences that you would be able to share about maybe different dimensions that you've experienced either in yourself or um, in the earth or in the heavens or, you know, Kim gave a good example of like um, her different parts of who she is and what she's experienced. Um, 
in that way, but maybe share something if you can about like a discovery of something or I would love to. Okay, go for it. So this was my first experience, which was, I don't know. This was my first experience of like consciously knowing that I'm trying to learn about different dimensions, I suppose. Even though I was already engaging heaven, I didn't really think of it as being a different dimension. We even talk about the different realms, but for some reason it wasn't clicking that way. It was, I don't know. Um, But the first time I ever met the being silver, um, we met and we kind of became familiar with one another. And he, I was engaging with Christine and uh, one of our other kingdom builders, actually. And he invited us into his home. But when he took us to his home, it was in a different dimension. And that was the first time that I was engaging in heaven that somebody or something led me into a completely different dimension. And when he did that, everything looked different. And finally, this scripture um, really started making sense to me about when Jesus was healing the blind man and he had him, he made mud out of his spit and the dirt and then rubbed it on his eyes and he said, open your eyes. And he said, oh, I see all these men as tall as trees walking around. And he's like, oh, and then he did it again. <laughs> but it has always been my belief. And you can argue with me if you want that he was seeing into a different dimension. Like what happened was he was given sight into a different dimension. Jesus went back and then gave him the sight into the dimension of the earth. Anyway, so that just like immediately clicked with me because things were, they looked so different in this dimension that was the home of silver. Um, it was a fairly quick encounter, but I went back and I continued that relationship with silver and just, you know, I was just asking him like, is there anything you want to teach me? Is there anything I need to know? And he said that, yes, he wanted to teach me how to manifest in different dimensions. And he said, I'm able to teach that because I am a multi, a multi-dimensional being, which also made a lot of sense because he is silver is physically manifested in this earth as this metal, but it carries the same frequency that he carries in heaven and in his own dimension. And so what he did was he had me like touch his shoulder and had me match his frequency so that I could be at the same frequency to be able to go between these different dimensions. And it was very, very cool. And something I had never experienced before. I'd never heard of anyone else experiencing before. And honestly, it all came through relationship. Um, I know we bring it back to this all the time, um, but all of this stuff is going to open up like the different facets of who you are, of who the Lord is in you, this stuff is going to open up when you engage in that relationship with him. You know what I mean? And so even the learning of going between these dimensions, and honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of training with it. I'm not mastered in that or something, 
but that was my first introduction into really even the reality that it could be happening. Um, yeah, it was with silver. So I think when you were talking about the, how it happens from relationship is because the kingdom operates on a principle of oneness instead of individualism. That's true. And it's just as we become more aware of and operating more in the oneness of who we are and our oneness with Yahweh and heaven, then all those things just start falling into place because that's it's just a function of oneness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's been really important for me in my walk and my healing um, from fragmentation, which... You know, if you think that you have no fragmentation, (laughs) here's what you should do. Not just ask the Lord. You should get with somebody else and ask the Lord. Because for me, nothing has ever been revealed without being in relationship um, and engaging together over healing. And I think it's become so hmm, apparent to me that even if you are a healer and you are ministering to people, you have to have somebody who can help you too. That has been so important for me. And I've had so very few people be able to minister to me, but that's when I get real healing is when it's with somebody else. And so if we can just say, Hey, I submit myself to you, um, there is that oneness aspect that is so important and people can see into me deeper than I can see into myself because they're seeing through Yahweh's eyes and it's just different. And it's like that for all of us. And so I know there are a lot of very independent people who are like, yes, I'm fine. I can do this on my own. I have a great relationship with the Lord. And it might be absolutely true that you do, but we still need each other. And you have to be able to humble yourself and say, hey, I need I need somebody right now. Um, it's really, really important. I think it's the same for even engaging in the heavenly realms. I say it to people all the time. I was just saying it to my son today. You know, one of the things I have on my homeschool list for my kids that they have to engage in heaven every day and then tell somebody about it. And when I see a pattern of every day, they say to me, hey, I didn't see anything today. And I see that there's a pattern of this. That means they need somebody to engage with them. Because when you engage with one another, everything opens up better. It's something is about community. He's made us for relationship. And so I think it's, anyway, just want to say yes and amen to the relationship part. I think it's super important, super important. Sometimes in that healing of fragmentation, that can be a pretty intense or pretty deep traumas that cause that sometimes. And, you know, that may that may not be something that you want to walk through with someone else, but that vulnerability of opening up, I think really opens the door for healing to come in sometimes. And, and often, at least in my life, I found that the healing comes 
in stages. And so, you know, there was one time where I was engaging with Christine and was like, oh, well, I don't really see, um, I don't really see a fragment right here. And then a couple months later, after I had gone through some other healing and had matured a little bit, we were engaging again. It was like all of a sudden this deeper thing became visible. And it's just kind of that peeling back of the layers of, of your inner healing sometimes that are required to really get to the deeper things. But it was interesting once those fragments started showing up and then they we started bringing reconciliation and bringing oneness back into me, um, how it changed even how I functioned because some of those fragments were meant to be facets is maybe a good word. And so after you, after you receive healing from something that has been fragmented, then you can some, sometimes it's meant to be part of who you are. And there was one particular, uh, piece that, that, was brought back into wholeness that really opened my ability to function in the spirit much deeper than I had before. That's That's so crazy. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask this. Um, I'm one of those people who doesn't know if they have fragments. So I've never experienced that. And I was going to ask, Like, can some of these fragments just be manifesting um, what should be a facet? Like, can they wind up being facets that are just coming out and kind of not the right way? Absolutely. I think definitely, yeah. I think I've seen kind of both. mm, I've seen both things to where there can be fragments that have then been kind of taken over by demonic things um, to where they're pretty terrible and need to go away um, and just have the healthy part come back in. Um, I've seen fragments who have been so that part of somebody has been so cut off and hurt that they won't even look at Yeshua you know, they won't do anything like that. I've also seen some awesome unity come back together with parts that have been fragmented who just need to kind of be reintroduced. And it's that simple. And it is, then it becomes a great part of who they are. And it's something that has always meant to be part of who they are, but it's been for some reason silenced or pushed aside or, um, just not even discovered sometimes. And in my case, even there was, um, it was like the fragment had existed for so long that the fragment had started to believe that it was the primary I don't know, presenter. Um, and so when reconciliation did happen, there had to be some aligning, I guess, that comes into play with that so that that doesn't become your identity. It becomes a facet of your identity, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't become your identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder how many people are functioning with mm, kind of one facet of who they are that isn't supposed to be 
the leader, you know? I know it sounds strange, but there are different parts of us that the Lord wants to be the front part of us, you know? And even I think we've been talking kind of, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think we've been talking a lot about soul fragments, but even in the spirit, it's like this. There are times when if we aren't paying attention in the spirit, the wrong facet (laughs) will be at the front, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, there are times when I'm like, oh no, I'm coming after it as the lion. And the Lord's like, actually, no. (laughs) And if we just have to pay attention, because there are real parts of us that function really well in the spirit, but we have to make sure we're doing it in the way the Lord is wanting us to do it. And that is only by focusing on Yahweh and not on our identity. So even though it's important to know our identity, it's more important to focus on what Yahweh's wanting to accomplish and do and have us be. And honestly, we don't just have to say all the time, people are like, how do I do that? You don't just have to go, okay, Lord, what should I do today? You can say that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just a focus and paying attention. That's really all it takes. It doesn't have to be a big process to figure things out. It's just focusing and focus on him and then he'll redirect you how you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's also a willingness to um to acknowledge that maybe you don't know what's best in every situation. Cause there's definitely times where we do things in the spirit and I'm like, oh, this is like you said, oh, this is the part that I really need to go after and attack and do this. And because that's out of our own knowledge when really he wants to do something totally different in that situation. And so it's kind of just a humbling yourself. I mean, you do walk in authority, but it's you're walking under your authority because of his authority. And so it's it's just like you said, an awareness and acknowledging a oneness with him where you're where you're constantly getting that information of, okay, which direction are we going? What are we doing here? And even things where you've dealt with it one way in the past may not be the way that you deal with it all the time. Exactly. That's true. I mean, it's just like, this is funny because I'm not the scripture person, but I'm the one who's talking about scripture today. Get it, Kim. <laughs> it's Where's Jason? Like, this is because I, you and Jason are one. And so since yes, he's not here, it's I'm coming through you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's just like when Jesus said that I only do what I see the father doing, right? This is exactly how we're supposed to also function. You know what I mean? So when he was forgiving these people who were caught in sin, it's not because he was just so gracious. It's because he was doing what he saw the father doing. It's when he was in the temple flipping tables. It's not because he just wanted to let out some rage. It is because it's what he saw his father doing. Like, that's how we're supposed to operate too. All of these things in greater, he said, like, that's what we're supposed to do. I want to say something about this because I admit yesterday I had a couple experiences with different people who kind of operated in mm, not the fullest way. Okay. I'm just going to say, I don't know how to say that better, but basically 
I think I've done it a million times in the past. Okay. So I'm not trying to diss on anyone, but a lot of times when we try to focus in on what does the Lord want to do and we get nothing, we try to exert our own will then instead of just doing nothing. Because what I've learned is when the Lord doesn't show me something, then I'm probably not supposed to see it either just for the moment. It could be, look, I'm not ready for this. Or it could be that somebody else isn't ready for this. Or it could be, I'm not supposed to have any part in it altogether. And when people go, well, I don't see anything. So I guess I'm just going to um, pray in the, I'm going to say in the old way. Okay. This is what I say. And you guys will get used to it. If you're listening, when I say the old (laughs) way, I mean, dear God, would you please do this? And we have all authority in the blood of Jesus. And okay. Things that you're saying could be true, but it may not be praying what the Lord's will is. And so we want to do his will on earth as it is in heaven. If we can't see what it is in heaven, we can't just take some thing that was quoted in the Bible for talking to one person, not you, and make it this situation. Mm -hmm. It's something very dangerous for us to do, even though we know we have power in the blood. We understand the authority we have. It doesn't mean we're supposed to exert it at every moment. We have to be willing to only do it when we are supposed to do it. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because it's been a bit frustrating to me to see people step backwards because they're not seeing something instead of just resting in him and going, okay, well, he's got it differently than I know. Because he can use a million different people or not do anything, and that's his choice. Right? Right. I have one thing to say on that, and it is holly freaking Louisiana. <laughs> like, this needs to be said. If you hear nothing from this whole show, please hear that. This is a big deal in not going around and trying to be little gods exerting your will everywhere. Like we are to be uniting with his will and only doing what he is showing us to do. And if someone asks you to pray for them and you really want to do it, absolutely go and ask. But if the father doesn't show you, you have a part in it. That's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean you don't care. It means that you care enough to do what his will is like that. That's the biggest, best thing you could do. I, th- I think so. You know, there are times when someone says, hey, will you pray for me? My knee's hurting. And I'll be like, oh, sure, I'll intercede right now. So what I do is I just focus and see if the Lord shows me anything. And if I don't see anything, I'm just going to be like, Lord, bless them however you see fit. And that's my only prayer is just that his will would be done mm-hmm. um, because I don't know what to do. So I'm not going to say, God, it is your will that her knee be healed because we're supposed to be in perfection. And we have all the healing through the blood of Jesus because by his stripes were healed. I'm not going to preach to the father about how things should be done. I am going to, I'm serious. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? It does. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to trust him that he's more powerful than me and that he knows more than me 
and that he can get it done however he sees fit. But just be a willing vessel that if he wants to do it through me, heck yes, I'm there. I'm doing it. I heard someone share the example like this, praying for just absolutely everything and everyone, whether or not you know you're supposed to or not, is a little bit like playing basketball and just throwing a bunch of balls up over the back of your head. <laughs> that must have been Kim where I heard that from. It was me. Was oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So it's just like <laughs> throwing something up and hoping it goes in versus actually the father showing you, hey, take the shot from this place at this time using this method and it'll always go in if you're listening to his will. That's the coolest thing too, because I learned now I know I sound really preachy when I'm talking about this stuff, but it's only because I was that dumb to do that a lot. Okay. I was that person who was doing all that stupid stuff and I had done it for a long time and it was really frustrating to me on the inside and to others, I'm sure. But it was hard for me because I, I would always blame myself if something didn't happen. So I would pray with great faith that something that someone would be healed and I would never know if it was going to happen. And so then I would blame myself for having this weird, like not quite enough hope or faith. And I always did know when it was going to happen because God would always show me that it was going to happen. I should pray and certain things would happen every time. And I would know for sure that it was going to happen then. And the other times I was just hoping that it would. And now I see, I just have to only do it when he's showing me and every single time it'll work. Yep. And sometimes, you know, I have to, someone's asking for miraculous healing and he's just saying, Hey, you need to eat more bananas. And people are going, but he can heal me miraculously. I'm like, yes, but that's what he's saying. Yeah. And so (laughs) sometimes we just have to pay attention to what he's doing. And when we do these things, this is how we come into a maturity that we then can walk in the different realms. We can function in the different dimensions. We can heal other people. We can even heal the timelines and bring everything back together. And we can do this really powerfully if we stay focused on what his will is instead of trying to jump into a different dimension because we think it'd be really cool to be like Marvel, you know? Because that's really what a lot of us are like so hungry for. We just want to have the cool stuff. But if I will only go into the dimensions when the Lord is showing me, it is always powerful what happens. Mm-hmm. Every time it's important. And I know it's changing something important. And um starting to tear up over it. It's just a really big deal that we only do it when he shows us. Yep. But be willing to press in and try. Because there's the other part of the Christian world who just basically does nothing and never pursues anything. Hmm. And so we can't be either one of those that's too zealous or not zealous enough. We need to just be full of the zeal of the Lord, not our own zeal. I would agree. And also in this stuff, remember that some of the coolest stuff is when he gives you your own experience you don't have to have the same experience that Christine had or have the same experience that Joshua had because he 
he custom fit those for them and he has something custom fit for you. That's why the relationship is so awesome is because you really start operating in exactly the stuff that he has for you, regardless of what everyone else is doing a lot of times in partnership with what others are doing, but something that is made exactly for you. Awesome. Well, you guys, it is time to wrap it up today, um, but we will probably be having a part three on multidimensional living. Ooh. I know we're even talking now and going, wait, how can there be more? But there's always more. There's like a whole lot more all the time. We might have another part or we might just see what the father's will is that day. Heck yes. <laughs> It's open-ended. Open-ended. Let's be open-ended all the time. Well, guys, if you want to join us in Kingdom Builders, we partner together in the spirit. Go to patreon.com slash kingdom builders and you can see what it's all about. Um, You can even be a part of this podcast if you want to be on it. Um, But thank you for joining us today. Have an awesome, blessed, multidimensional life. See you, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.